Hey, did you know? Okay, I'm done. I can't do this. I'm running out of facts. I'm running out of news. I can't do this anymore. And we're gonna get a new intro. But how about we do that next time? For now, let's talk about this episode. Brought to you by the Casually Spiritual Network. This is a Momentum Pod. Do you always listen to the intro, Grant? I mean, yeah. I just listen to the full episode. I don't know. Wait, we have an intro? Yes, we have an intro. Mm. It's What's anim- it sound like? It sounds like an anime soundtrack. It's like it's like you say run, the My Hero breakdown. Dave and Dave's it's in it. In that style, yes. Dave talks in it, but we just cut that part out. It's like a full-fledged song. Because oh, it yeah. starts with yeah, David talked in it. It starts with like a piano, and then it like and then it just goes crazy, like in You Say Run. I think you should bring and back the David talking part. David like, this is the Momentum Podcast. No, he has like some anime intro. He's like, my master. Like he changes, his, he changes his voice. Why does he say my master? No, but like he has, no, he has like a whole like anime cringe like statement that he says. Oh, yeah. Nice. David doesn't like anime. I did it. I did it. Yeah, I I feel like I sent it to y'all the first time, but it's easy to like forget that. Um, Alec, uh, can we have an episode with David sometime? That's on no. Dave. David won't even listen to this episode to hear you ask. That is the problem. I so. veto. I vetoed it. David's not coming on the show. Why man. do you not want producer Dave on the show? Because he wasn't in momentum. It makes no sense. But but like uh, he helped create the podcast. What is momentum? That's today's he hangs topic out with all of, of us. What what's it mean to be momentum? Because like he's more Christian than some people that were in momentum. It has nothing to do with being a Christian. It has to do with were you in momentum when we were in school? If momentum never dies and it's still living, can't more people be added into the fold? No, we're exclusive. Also, it's dead then. No. What do you mean by that? Because the whole saying is momentum never dies. If momentum never dies, that means it's keeping going. There's what no is, reason. What, it has nothing to do with people in. joining. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I would be on. I would be on Darian's side for that. It sounds good when you say it like that, but it. I mean, it has nothing to do with it. Yeah, it, it not... really does though. He hangs out no, with all of us. Like a catchy do the thing same to say. Things. Like he's no, a part of the momentum pod. But what's that have no, to do not. with like joining? Can't like the people in it? Aren't they the ones? Okay, you were literally arguing for him, Alec. Why are you joining in with Darian? No, 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 no. I would like I would still be okay David joining. I'm more on the point right now of what does people not being quote part of momentum have to do with momentum dying? I, I just don't think those two are like related, I guess. I'm just saying no, if it's like still I said, living, it sounded good. It doesn't have anything to If do it's with... still living, then it should be vi- like it should be viable to add. We're growing. Time. We're the growth of momentum. I hmm. All right, Lots of people is, have left momentum, so why can't we fill those spots? All that matters is who on the episode now. I'm your host, Alex Angapai from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Joining me, it is our 20th episode, and we only have half our cast for this momentous occasion. So, stupid. But who we have are both our Broken Arrow Oklahoma friends. I have Darian McClendon. Um, good morning, ugly England. And also, this is three-fifths of the cast. I know, but like it's easier to say half because like I'm kind of always here, so... We don't it's actually two thirds if you consider Craig. We don't. We don't consider Craig. He's a robot. Well, then it's three fifths. Oh my god! Who is real? He's a bear with a who, microphone. Who is real is also from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. My best friend, Grant Geisbauer. Hello. See, Grant, just keep it like there. Keep it good. So 
why, point, why am I the only one you introduce as best friend? Wait, wait, Grant, let me go back on your team real quick because it's just what I because you used to be roommate and best friend, but then you left me. Um, Darian, you consider Craig more momentum than Dave? Yeah, man. Why? Look at Craig. He looks like me. He's got a microphone in his hand. He's there. He's been here every week. According to Lando, freaking uh, Grant and Dave look alike, which they don't, which they don't, to be fair. Bro, you yeah. guys look like brothers. But listen, if it was a conversation, like sh like if Craig was a person that wasn't in the podcast and he wanted to join, I would say no. But like he is and there's nothing we can do about it. But like, honestly, you can make a case that this podcast would not exist as it is without David's help in the beginning. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. It would just Alec? be really, it'd be really if Alec, If Alec couldn't have figured out how to like edit a couple of audio clips together his whole tiktok thing right now like i would have never ever supported it i would have been honest up front i'm saying man, it wouldn't don't have, have a chance. gotten going if it weren't for david he had yeah, david support in the beginning that's not that's not you can't say something wouldn't have happened without a certain person it's interesting because you always bring up how everything happened here only because of you because you got like us to dry gulch and then everything you say is like a continuation from that because I was the gatekeeper. David was not the gatekeeper to this podcast happening. You'd have never heard about Dry Gulch if it wasn't for Darian McClendon. Yeah, well, we wouldn't have been friends or been a part of Momentum if I had invited you guys to 180. So that's all Grant. Yep. Because y'all were no, friends back in. I still went to Dry Gulch before I ever knew you, Grant. But would we be friends? Yes, because you went to Eastside. I guess Try I went again. to Eastside regardless of Darian. Though Darian claims but this would not he's the be one the Momentum pod. That's true. This wouldn't be the momentum pod if I'll, I didn't invite you guys to it. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, but it, me and Alec would still be in Tulsa, and uh, <laughs> maybe we'd have our own doo doo a daring would be happening right now. Asian black guy Christian podcast. Maybe we'd be cops. Rush hour Christian looking for, looking for Sue <laughs> Young. Mean, if you guys want to do doo doo a daring, I can leave. That's okay. No, it's okay. We'll find Sue Young another time. Doo doo on Grant podcast. Uh, probably wouldn't be the first time it's happened. All right, we need to get we need to get on with this. That's our intro. Thank you for being with us for 20 episodes. And yeah, oh, like wow, I said, 20. Yeah, like I said, we are going to change things up for our next episode, but I'll get to that later. This yeah, that fun fact intro was getting so hard because they always had to be thematic because I felt like that always flowed better. At some point I was just like unless I get you like should just like you should keep the thematic thing, but like each week just get like a little bit a little bit more depressing and see if anybody ever notices what's happening. Wait, like what? <laughs> Did you know that like I can't feel my left toe or like I just <laughs> random facts that get like more and more depressing. And by like episode 30, it's just like something crazy. I don't know. Did you know, Did you know my know? dad? His name is Sam. And then by the end of it, it's did you know the killer of my cousin's name was Robert, which was also the name of like the guy at the grocery store who shot his wife? Hey, mm -hmm. a fun did you know? Time. Did you know that one day your parent, one of your parents picked you up for the last time and put you down and never picked you up again? Nah, they're mm -hmm. still going to pick me up one day. That's true. Grant's that guy that read the they might meme. Pick up, they might pick up your casket because they're a pallbearer. That could, yeah. Grant's but the one that got emotional that day, it's over. <laughs> you read the meme about like one day you all got off on Xbox and said, see you later. And you never knew that that was going to be the last time. You read that and yeah. you're like, dang. Or it's yeah, the uh, it is true. Same one concept. day, one day it you all sad. you were all sitting on the air conditioner thing, and you all left one day, never knowing you were gonna come back. Yeah, yeah, it it's sad. It's a real thing. Nah, 
Mm-hmm. We move on. We got better yeah, things. You know Alex is a big modern game proponent. I liked the Xbox 360 era with my friends. You know that one day or we're like all going to say, see you next time on this podcast, and then the podcast is going to die after that. I would hope that the end of the podcast like doesn't catch us off guard. Like that I would we, hope that we can like have closure on it. You know what I mean? That yeah, we like say, we know it's going to be the last one. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been a fun. It's been a fun. <laughs> Alex doesn't have to make an episode like. We are not castless. We still have a cast. I just got to find them. You know, ever since... Did you know that ever since Darian died, it's been really hard to do this podcast? Well, I'm here with the last two alive <laughs> members of Momentum. Since, since What the- did you think about Darian's funeral? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so that's that's fun. That's that, This is the best intro we ever had. Maybe, maybe we should have got rid of the intro before. Okay, so last episode... We kind of had that thing where we talked about if our kids could fight in the Hunger Games and stuff. I really, I really like that. It actually got pretty intense. Uh, Grant, did Sarah have any opinions on the Hunger Games? Did she tell you she did? No, I was just asking. Oh, well, funny you should ask. Yes, she did. Really? She, Shout yeah. out. You know what she said? She was like, you guys didn't even mention your wives or their role in this, in the fact that my wife's an engineer. I was like, that's true. What? What? What's she going to? No offense, Sarah. What's she going to teach him? Well, you're talking her. about survival and intellect. My wife is very smart. So, I mean, it is a factor. It is a factor at some point. I, the I, genetics I, do come from the other person, too. All right. Well, I'm offend- Well, let's get offensive on the podcast. I think if we bring in both sides and consider that, I don't know what Sierra adds to Clarence's child to like help him survive and be better other than tanning. Well, that man's not here to defend himself, so... Um, apparently, like, Abby is wasteful, and that their child will waste all the water they have for survival, so that's how that one would go. Sarah's afraid of insects, so. With that in mind as well, Kelsey, I think, gives a big boost to Darian's child. Kelsey, yeah, I she's think, very smart. by that stat, also, like, I think natural endurance and athleticism, too, that, ch- Darian's child might be able to run across, like, run around everybody as long as its knees don't break. <laughs> um well my knees are getting fixed in a couple of weeks so you don't pass that on you don't you don't you don't pass on the fixing brother yeah hopefully if by the time we're having kids and stuff like all the uh genetic engineering is like developed enough to where i'm not gonna do anything crazy like where i'm playing god or whatever but you know i might <laughs> give them some good tendons what you say you know there's like all the talk like you know, with the changing kids' eye colors and all that kind of stuff, like you're playing. Oh, God. like you could like that whole conversation. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into all that, but I'm just like I might do some like minor tweaks. Like, hey, don't give him the same. If the doctor I said have. I could do this, like to make them genetically, I, I sure, why not? You know, if yeah. he said I could make him genetically, probably like stronger, go for it. Yeah, and and just to like make sure I'm in good measure with God, just be like, and whatever you know, gene you need to put in there to make him more apt to having a relationship with God. Throw that in there, too. <laughs> whatever makes him... Whatever makes God him... Gene. The God gene? Look whatever at him more susceptible to cults. Give him that. We'll just have to make sure he joins the right one. <laughs> Can you make him, like, smart, but, like, not, like, too smart, or he, like, questions at all, but, like, he'll still, like, be cool with it? Do you guys think you could get tricked into joining a cult? Yes. No. Like, if it was the right person, and you were in the right stage of your life? I think I could lead a cult. I, I, yeah, for sure. Like, 
Oh, so first off, a friend of mine has always said, like, first off, every faith, every church, every small bit of Christianity is already slightly a cult. It's just more accepted. Like, to an extent. Elaborate. Go on. It's just like, at the end, it kind of goes back to the whole pastor thing. We're really following, like, yeah, we follow God. Because, like, at the end of the day, you want to call out Mormonism and stuff. But, like, they're following God, aren't they? But we call them a cult? Unless you don't want to call them a cult. I mean, not exactly the same, God. I would, I wouldn't I would call say. Mormons a cult. You wouldn't call Mormonism a cult because I, I feel like, and you read stuff like Mormonism is like cult number one. I would agree with um, you on that, Alec. Actually, I'd be down to talk. Hey, I, I didn't say that I felt that way. I was just using them as an example. <laughs> I don't know enough about Rant Mormons. I just <laughs> didn't they just add a book of the Bible? So did Catholic Smith wrote down an entire novel and basically put yeah, it with the but Bible like canon. the Catholics, like it's like pretty connected to the rest of it you know what i mean but like that's not they just straight up amended the bible it was written a long There's time like ago, like man. you could you could argue like certain books of the bible that maybe didn't make the cut when it came to that whatever that council was called like like the book of josephus it's like still pretty accurate you know it just wasn't like inspired all the way but like yeah. you can still take some of that stuff and it's pretty true like the book of mormon i don't i don't know what's in it but from what i've heard it's just kind of a bunch of nonsense but also, I'm cool. Uh, every Mormon I've met, I'm pretty sure they pretty believe cool. that they they believe that God or Jesus and Satan were brothers, and that's what mm. caused the whole uh, good against evil. Is that the um, is that the one that like was? I'd like, have to yo, brush up on it, but it's like yeah, there's some definitely like de- very different things that is not found in the canonical Bible. He, he wrote a play, thing. and nobody picked it up, so he was like, hmm. I'm going to go sell this to some some kids with daddy issues. Wow. <laughs> That's so messed up. No, but like I like this is going to sound terrible, but like anytime I watch like like a documentary, like a crime documentary about like, you know, I don't know, Ted Bundy or like one of those guys and they're always like they're always so charming and good looking and all this and that or like David Koresh or Suresh whatever his name is, the guy in Waco, like I'm just like, bro, if I got like a hold of the right group of people, like I could do some damage. You know what I mean? Like if if Ted Bundy looks like Zac Efron, if Ted Bundy looks like Zac Efron, then I I have to look like Michael B. Jordan. I have to. <laughs> That's the only thing that makes sense. So I'm just like, bro. If I was in the 80s, 70s, whenever he was, had me a cut list, bro. Game over. I would have let him to Christ though. I wouldn't have killed him. It's always interesting though. Every cult at some point you hear mentioned, but then the cult leader was like sleeping with every single woman. And that that that's probably be when I would get tipped off, is when it's just like, and then he had three wives. It's like, oh, I got it. I am in a cult. After, you know, it's kind that, of a, it's kind of an interesting thing. Like, it seems so easy. Some of these cults get started. I think if you just presented the actual truth of the Bible in a way that sounds like, wow, I've never heard that before, like people would be much more inclined to follow it. I mean, we could also go into the, like, scary, weird parts of the Bible. Like, okay, let's, let's talk communion real quick, okay? What is, what is the bread? It's a representation of the body of Christ. Well, we be telling people but... we eat the body of Christ, that we be <laughs> eating God. What is the blood? Or what is the wine? It, what is the wine? It's the blood. <laughs> we drink in Jesus' blood? That, that sounds I, like listen, a cult. There's a lot of debate. Was Jesus white? Was Jesus black? I'm telling y'all, he was a loaf of bread full of <laughs> wine. Like, that's metal well, as crap. It, in the actual 
Catholic faith, they like they, they actually believe We're, this is the blood of Christ, the body of Christ. We cool with the Catholics, by the way. Yeah, I'm a formal Catholic, so I can speak on this matter. Well, you say formal as if like I used to, but now I'm awake. Like chill, Grant. Okay, you're <laughs> Protestant now. Just <laughs> I'm just a Protestant now, which I always think that's funny. We're all Protestants. Which makes it sound like what's we're the one? What's the one like Catholic? Uh, I always want to call it Pescatelli. Episcopal. The people that eat fish. Episcopal. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I worked with a girl who was Episcopal, and she was like, just. I actually thought I was gonna lead her to Christ, but I didn't. Um, so sorry if you're listening. You still Wait, got she's time. a Christian. Wait, she's Episcopal. She's um, a Christian. What do you mean? Uh, well, you know what I'm saying. And then oh. like, she was like, "Wait, you just wear like jeans to church." <laughs> and it like every day it was like me like we have to have like 30 45 minute conversations and i was like i mean yeah man it's just a lot easier if you would just come to church like it's not you know what is this but, tongues you speak of what what is, what is that yeah her church sounded crazy like what like just like the suits and like <laughs> i don't know like the the how traditional it is i guess i don't know like it's crazy to me that people still do that They'll remember oh, yeah. like church without there. like instruments. So I think I, I still yeah. think that's odd. David yeah. literally had instruments. Like that's that's the crazy part to me. Or do you understand yeah. that, Grant? Why don't they use instruments? You somehow have more background in all this stuff. I I mean, when I was at VC, we had a class strictly like dedicated to this. And the book that we had for that class was called The Kingdom of Cults, which talks about different religions that are what? not actually Christianity. So what? What is it about? Oh, did it say Does like it say we can every talk about religion that, that isn't Christianity as a cult? Uh, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Do they think Muslims? Do they think like Muslims. being a Muslim oh. you're in a cult? Muslim? Yeah, yeah. I would. I mean, what the heck? That's crazy. Islam is a this cult. Is it's just. Kid. I mean, if you look at it, the source material, it's kind of the same, but like it, it demotes Jesus and puts Muhammad above that and adds a bunch what? of stuff to it that's not not there. It almost gets to the point where like. Uh, is all religion to almost some extent like a cult in a way it's just like christianity yeah. is the cool one that we like yeah no it's the truth of god so i don't have to worry about anything i'm down if they want to put other religious radio stuff on the radio they just don't be making music yeah like is your question is like man-made religion like a cult but like one cult is based off of real stuff that's how i feel a lot i'm i'm cool with yeah. christianity to be fair <laughs> I am I not willing hope so. to agree to that statement, but I see what you're on to. <laughs> like, Buddhists just don't have music, but, like, they're chill. You know, chill with the Buddhists. We just think different, you know? Shout out to the homie Siddhartha Gatma, you know? Bro, I what don't is know anything about any of that. It was it, it basic world history, actually. You, we mm. learned that. You should have learned that twice in world history. I, I thought you were the history guy. Yeah, we went to public school. Come on. Sorry, man. My public school is woke. <laughs> it was woke? What do you North mean? Yeah. was woke. No, it wasn't. Yeah. I feel so like we didn't talk it... about any religion. We just I'm talked just about energy. Of... We just like, yeah, when it came to like talking about any type of religion or whatever, like during the Crusades, they were like, yeah, it was just a bunch of people's energy was off. And <laughs> one side had more positive universal energy than the other. So, I, and that so was a like, class. hey, how do y'all feel whenever people start like the moment you hear stuff about signs and stars and planets? How do you react? I don't finish reading the post typically oh it's a post no you don't hear people talk about it in person oh well in person i'm just like yeah uh, no bro like well i actually recently was having a conversation like that and the guy i mean he's a christian but also he has some 
beliefs that are not found anywhere in the Bible. I'm like, yeah, I, d- I disagree with that, man. I'm just like, yeah, I disagree with that. I, I can't agree with it. So, yeah, I make sure that I never, ever, ever use either one of those phrases, like sending positive vibes your way or like sending nope. positive energy. I just manifest. Well, how do you feel about manifesting when you hear manifesting? Because that's <laughs> that Christian, means. but like, but like non-Christian it- people use it. There is a biblical truth to it, but it, there is also people that just like use that as a trendy phrase. Yeah, I think there is something to like speaking life into yourself, but like as far as um, because like people always talk about the universe in like positive ways, but nobody talks about the universe like if it's negative. Like, did the universe make you fat? You know what oh, I mean? Like, did the no, universe was- like do this? Did the universe do that? Like. Why is the universe always like, yeah, the universe just really wanted me to have this opportunity, you know? But, and I'm not saying I believe this, but pe- people do the same thing with God sometimes, too. I yeah, felt like God true. wanted to have wanted me to have this. And I'm like, sometimes that's just the world, man. Yeah, people actually just be quoting the Bible. They just replace words with energy or... What I'm saying, uh, bro! And that's what it all ties back to. I mean, at the end of the day, we still, I mean... We had the same God who created us, and a lot of those truths that he gave us, like, we we generally know right from wrong, whether we want to choose to follow that or ignore that, um, but a lot of those truths just get perverted in other religions. So, like, and yeah. I, I, I've said this statement. Let, let me ask. This might be a shoot Christian say, but, like, I, the laws and principles of God work regardless if you're a Christian. True or False. I would say yes, because they're from him, but, I mean, not everybody realizes it's from him. And that can be a tool to leading somebody to him. So I had somebody, somebody we know, we're not, like, friends, friends with him, um, but I said that statement once, and Christian guy, and he was like, no, if you're not a Christian, it's not how it works. I'm like, no, no, no. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, if if he made the laws and the order of the world, like, how things are supposed to be done, get done, whether, like, a Christian, like, they benefit. Like, at the end of the day... Like it, it could be small stuff. It's and I said it's like you know you you don't believe in gravity, but if gravity works, gravity works. Call it what it is. Um, but it was just like you know there's and you know where I first heard that was in school. Grant was like, um, how anointing oil works. Now I didn't know about this part. I don't know if I would actually construe these things are the same, but it had me thinking on this track because it's like how um whenever whenever the widow or whatever, like had the oil and like anointing Jesus and doing stuff like that. Or whenever she spilled the oil and work, he was like, why do you think people are into essential oils? The principles of God still work, whether sure. you're a Christian. And I was like, is that so? Hey, what do y'all think of that? Or essential oils? Is that why, do, is that why they work? Do they work? Alec Sangapai just said that <laughs> CBD is anointing oil. <laughs> I'm not with that. I, I thought you. I thought I blew your mind. I just you take it there. Well, um, I think I don't think that particular. I think that is literally just. I think that's a stretch. And, I heard it yeah. at school, Grant. That's what's crazy. That doesn't make it true. It's, we full disclosure. Me and Grant went to the same school. Grant had a lot changed between the years we went. Uh, Bible school. It was a big dog that said it. So that's why I was like, "Huh? That's what you think about oils, huh?" So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's a reason why when you go look at other world religions, a lot of them have similar values. A lot of them have similar backgrounds. It's because there is one source. And you can take this one of two ways. You can either go the universalist route that all 
all routes lead to God, which I don't subscribe to. I, I don't think anybody who really follows Jesus should subscribe to. Uh, but, or you can go with the idea that God did indeed create all of us. And we do have like what people would say is a moral compass. Like that comes from the Holy spirit, like living in us, regardless of if we, if we choose to follow that or believe that. So that truth is there, whether we like it or not. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking about this is a one big apologetics and one big like Christian argument or, or even, uh, is just like, we use morals that we have a moral compass. Where does that come from? Holy spirit, etc. And I believe that, but at the same time, I'm also at a point where it, it's true. And at the same time, I'm like, I, I believe that. Let me say that it's true. I believe that, but I don't know if I like it as an argument for Christianity in that I, I people are bad. People are evil. That is in nature. But I also, don't, I also think most people just know killing is bad, whether or not they're, or taught that that's something innate was just like you die. and that's in nature so it's true but it's uh never mind you know what oh wow i think yeah I'm i think just the, the the argument of like oh my moral company like because then you get into you get into secular humanism whenever you go into the whole uh my moral compass is right and wrong and like but at the end of the day the like you see it throughout the world throughout the justice system of like many parts of the world like they get bad in some cases, but I mean, I think people generally know the truth, whether they want to accept it or not. Well, David has David producer, Dave, not biblical Dave producer. Dave um, has said that, you know why he, and he's used this as an example of whenever we've talked about people that do never hear the gospel, what happens to them. And this wasn't him giving a defining answer what happens, but he says one thing he's thought about is that, in the Bible where it says scripture is written on the heart of man, you know, is that where we get the moral compass? Is that where we get the truths? And say that if scripture, so the word of God, which is God is living in the heart of man at the same, if they are following that and listening to that in some way, whether they hear the word of Jesus is, would that be enough? He's not giving any type of answer on that. But that is the thing he said he has thought about in regards to that idea. Well, that's, I mean, that's an interesting rabbit trail because like, yeah, I mean, that wasn't an answer I had a conclusion or that wasn't a question I had a conclusion to until like my two years of Bible college. And like that whole two year period was me figuring out exactly like what I believe. Deconstructing. On and there's some things I don't. Yeah, deconstructing. Um, I mean, and I won't give my definitive answer, but my, my question would be like, why would I tell somebody about Christ who's never heard of him, if it's going to condemn them, if they don't accept him. If somebody yeah. lives in an island in the middle of nowhere, and they're ignorant to God, and they die, and they're going to go to heaven, then I should just never go to that island. I should never tell them, because then the moment that I say, hey, this is Jesus Christ, he did this for you, they die, and they haven't accepted him, that's hell. And and that's the unfortunate, like, so I guess I did kind of give my thoughts on it, but I mean... God, Jesus tells us to go, therefore, make disciples of all nations. I don't think he would have told us that if we were going to be condemning people by telling them the truth. Of Even the that thing, I'll tell you right now, I have a friend that I can think of right now, a very good friend. I talk to this person every single day. He probably will never hear this podcast. But that's like one of his number one things against Christianity that he just, like he feels is a logical thing that he can't, like he can't get past. Because it's just like your whole mission seems antithetical to your objective. And he's like, and that's that's where he started. Because this guy was going to church for a while. Granted, he said he just kind of wanted to hook up with girls. Um, but he was like, he said it in the sermons, to be fair. And he was like, this makes no sense. 
So, and uh, you know, I, that's something we answer. Which which part are you referring to? Just like why the, would we? Why do we have to go? Why would we go and tell people that never heard of Jesus just so we can send them to hell? That so he doesn't agree with that. Yeah, it, that's his whole thing. It's just like just leave them in ignorance if like if you want them to go to heaven so bad. Yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, there's a lot of you know somebody so, smarter can be like, well, this is somebody smarter than us can say, well, everyone's going to hell until they know they're saved, even if they never heard, and then another smart like no no the heart bible thing makes sense and you know like there's why though we have to do it and i'm just like i don't know like my heart's really like my heart like is so confused on that stuff so i'm scared yeah i mean i i don't have a strong strong stance one way or the other. i know which way i lean on it but there have you guys ever heard of the fox's book of martyrs have, have, no okay <laughs> I'm getting looks. Well, there is there's a book of people who have died for the gospel, and I I have a book. It's called Jesus Freaks. It's it's of the same type of thing. It tells like accounts from, I mean, years and years and years ago until pretty modern day, and like reading some of those stories about people who would die, um, like in Nazi Germany for proclaiming their faith, or like various examples. Like I can't believe in my heart that those people's lives were wasted. You know, like if they could have just, you know, never proclaimed their faith, then they would have not died and they would have been able to tell more. I believe because they were willing to share the gospel, like there's a reason that they're called to do that, that they are supposed to share it. So if we're supposed to share, we're supposed to reach the unreached. So the whole ignorance argument, I just, I don't think somebody who just doesn't know God is going to automatically go to heaven. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it happens at the judgment, right? Like, sure. It, you know, and this is just my opinion, you know, just because there's no factual answer on this, but at the, you know, great white throne room judgment or whatever, when one, you're accounting for everything you did on earth, and then two, you account for whether or not you knew God or not. Um, I mean, I just think that maybe there's a scale there that uh, gets balanced. Um, i not saying that is what happens, not saying that isn't, but just you know, for my peace of mind, I can't believe that God would send somebody to hell that literally had no way of hearing about him. Um, not saying they would get into heaven either. I don't know. But I'm also not saying that people that, you know, go and minister to people are wasting their time because that's not true either. Um, I, so I don't know. With that being said, it made me think like, I don't, I don't, I just, you know, we, we it is. Yes. Believe in your heart and profess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that's how you're saved. But yet I could also, it's still like, man, there's a reason there's a judgment. Cause that would also say that not there. No one automatically gets into heaven. Why have a judgment system? Maybe this is human thinking. Why is there judgment? If it's not one way or the other, I mean, it is at the end of the day, it's going to be one way or the other, but why is that step? If it's not like guaranteed at death, if it's not necessary. Yeah. Right. And because everyone I goes through it, because everyone goes through it too. That's the thing. If not everyone was going to be judged, then I, I, I could, I could go with that. But like, you just drop out the the floor or get sent up the elevator. Yeah, just and some of you are just like, okay, hold on, let's 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 figure this one out. Like, so I think that's another thing that Darren made me think. And and it's a hard thing to say, and it, and I realize for anybody who's listening who might think that I'm condemning anyone, that's You're not my goal. It. It's 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 more of a it's a conviction on my heart to share the word with people uh -huh. because that's what I like when I learned that truth, it put a burden on my heart of 
like I've never felt this this strongly before. Like, yes, there is a purpose for missionaries. Like, yes, we do need to send people to out into the nations. Like, because historically in high school, I was like, well, why are we going to Guatemala when we can help people in downtown Fort Smith? You know, like that's just what my mindset was on missions when I was growing up. With that information, like it really kind of changed my whole perspective on missions. So when you go and minister into like another country, like they have nothing. So when you give, like they don't even have hope. You know what I mean? Like they don't have things that basic like Americans have access to. And like, you don't even think about. So I think ministering here in America is like a whole different thing that didn't really exist until yeah. recently. Yeah. Um, but like when you, like whenever I was in Zimbabwe, it's like, Hey, you want to accept Christ? Yes. Right. Okay. Then later on, okay. Who is Christ? Like I just accepted it in my life. Who is that? You know what I mean? Like that's how it is there. They're hungry like, for something. They, they literally have nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Whereas like in America, like I think when you grow up, I think I, again, I, this is not biblical, but just based on what I've heard about the judgment and everything like that, I think we are going to be judged and the scales are going to be, or the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the risk is so much, right? How you get judged versus maybe somebody in different countries and things like that because of the opportunity that you squandered, right? Like shepherding of it all. Yeah, you have the freedom to talk to whoever you want to talk to about. Like you have the comfort. You could have went here. You could have went there. You could have talked to this person. You could have talked about this. Like there's so much more at risk for you than you think it is after accepting Christ. You know what I mean? Versus somebody who um, who lives in another country where it's not as hard to get people to accept Christ. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, a lot of those people are hungry. And and there's I I personally think that's why miracles like as they happen today are more prevalent there. Like in the United States of America, we have modern medicine, we have all these things. And I'm probably not telling you guys anything you never heard, but I mean, for the sake of discussion, like I think miracles happen more because the people there are more hungry for it because they don't have the resources. They literally, they hear about this God and how he healed the people um, of biblical times and they want that and they believe it's possible right then and there. And like, I mean, literally our commission is to go tell people of the gospel and like do what Jesus did, heal the sick, meet people in their needs where they're at. Um, and I think it's a beautiful thing. And so I, yeah, I, I think, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've heard arguments against missions. Did you guys ever hear about the story of John Chow yeah. and the Sentinelese people? Yeah. Uh, for a summary, just, yeah, the Sentinelese people, it's an isolated, never been for people that don't know people you know, isolated forever. And he was getting, he felt really called on his heart, but people say, don't ever go there. It's the most dangerous place on earth. And he was killed. He was shot down, uh, primitively, you know, before he ever reached them. And many are called and yeah. on both sides. Many will first, if you're not a mm-hmm. Christian, everyone's going to say he's dumb. Not a single person I've ever seen defend that. And on the Christian side, I have seen both actually of it was unwise and he should have listened to wisdom, but I've heard the other side and I, you know, and, and some people here might also say, who are we to argue what he heard from God? To kind of put like a bow on something of like what I've been saying, what, regardless of what anybody says on this podcast, what we say does not matter. What the Bible says, what is the precedent in scripture is what matters. And so whether I say one thing or anybody else does like that, like it doesn't have an effect on anyone's eternity, but John in specific, like obviously the guy had a very passionate um, desire to reach these people. Um, And, you know, whether he went up there and some would say he wasted his life. I mean, 
it it did give an example of just how passionate someone was to share the gospel and it could have stoked a fire for something else that happened there. I really don't know, but I think I would venture out and guess he felt like if he didn't go there, then those people were never going to know about God or like, like that's like that they were without um, justification before God, before their judgment. Like he felt like he had to, that was his mission. Um, Yeah. Some people may like have never heard of their people. And one day, years and years down the line, begins the process of how they're going to be reached. You know, that's one way I've heard it put is maybe that what was that his purpose? Right. Now, at the same time, and I've talked about this, and I've had that a lot where my heart and my mind has like hard times is when God like, you know, how does God's plan work if nothing bad is from God? Um, and that's evil and death and stuff. It's just like at the same time, how, you know, God uses the bad. How does God? But then God knows the bad. God didn't stop the bad. Well, it's. That that that's that rabbit hole. Um, Those are things I can't wrap my head around, and I never will. And so. I've accepted I I just can't, and I never will until I get to right. ask him. I need you to explain this to me in my perfect body, so I understand perfectly. But you know, Darian, you 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 talked about, it, and I'm not shy about this about me. Is that I I don't have a heart for third world missions in the sense that like I want to go to every place and do everything. The reason for that is because some of what Darian has said, and this is like from very early when I was a Christian and part of my Christian walk and why I am, is my heart is very much the United States in that I think there's a world, there's a country that wants to go help other countries that's not helping itself, that is divided amongst itself, but we want to share that with others when we still have a lot to figure out. And that's where my heart's always been. That's why I'm very big C church minded is that. I, I think Big C American Church has a lot to figure out, and that's where my heart's been. Is like my my mission field is here. I don't have any, like I'm not saying don't do third worlds, but that's just never been where my heart's like. What can we do? Here's what I would do. Here's what I'm thinking. It's like, man, what can I do here to make sure I'm equipping? I, I feel like I'm the equipper, and I'm not the sender. And but I feel like I I still need to get ready to equip people, and that's kind of where mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it. And so there's there's different aspects to that on you know man everybody has something different everybody well, is doing alec, what, what what has alec always said about ministry you know 95. not everybody needs to be a pastor everyone needs, no that's something yeah, you've always it, said it, it, what I, I say it about ministry and i say it about leadership it's just like not everyone needs to be a pastor it's just it just doesn't make any sense not everyone is a leader because if everyone's a leader no one's a follower it, that is that is literally how the system works. That is literally the body of Christ. There are people that are meant to do big, big. And there are some people that are meant to be support, support. And it is like, and everybody's like, man, I will get my point there. It's just like, no, like you got to realize what's in your calling. Elevation, it says this on their website. And this is also something that ever for me. It's that they said they have this on their, I don't know if it's still there. It's been a few years since I've read, but it was that um, we think inside the box. Because everybody, every job, every place, every motivation, think outside the box. Be creative. Elevation's thing is think inside the box. Figure out what you have, what you're made for, what you're doing, and work in that. And, like, that changed my way because, like, at first I was thinking, don't think outside the box. You're like, that's not real advice. But once I heard it explained and I read it, I was like, I get that. I get that so much. Not everyone – yeah, not everyone – not everyone needs to be a vocational ministry person. That is not made for everybody. That doesn't make any sense. Right. But it's also hard, and it's just 
figure out what you want to do and like let them figure it out go be the best mailman you can be go be the best like yeah maybe if you're hardest for ministry you don't have to do ministry right now but maybe you go get a normal job until god's in I'm preaching to myself. I'm projecting onto every single person. Well, again, that's and that's that's a very American thing or a very Western culture thing, like being just a full time, like getting paid to just preach. You know what I mean? Like, like right. even in the Bible, like there wasn't much of that going. Go sell on, all you know your I mean? stuff. Like, the disciples had like jobs and like a lot of stuff they needed to do. Yeah, that they always a tent maker. They, yeah, exactly. Like they were pitching tents. They had like treasurers, like all that kind of stuff. Like the vocational ministry thing is very American and like it does not have to be a thing. <laughs> and that goes into the whole right. and, rabbit and hole of American Christianity. Like that's a term I will stay with, you know? And there are people like obviously that are called to fund those things. Like there are people that are called to give towards those things. I don't necessarily feel a calling towards third world missions. I might go on one, but it's not like... I don't plan on becoming a crusade evangelist unless God just drops that on my heart one day. But as of right now, like (laughs) that's not my plan. That's not what I think God's plan is, but I do know people that I do love and I do support and will gladly support them as God continues to bless me and my finances. Yeah. There are tons of missionaries that want to do that. And like, instead of, you know, getting online and I did this, like I went on a mission trip, I went to Africa, all that. And like, I'll say I had a good time over there. And like, I mean, do I think we made a difference? Maybe. But like if that whole group of 20 that went around taking pictures of black kids all day were to send that four grand to a missionary, like what, you know what I mean? Like who is there living, getting like integrated with their families? Like what more would that have done for that community versus like some photo ops? I'm not saying everybody on that trip, but like, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, we're all over the place this conversation, but like that, (laughs) that is a whole conversation. Yeah, it, it, no, that like. But I, I think about would my money have been better spent? Like, because the best part of the trip was for me, like you were saying, everybody's not a leader, all that kind of stuff. I always have been more apt to that leadership yeah. role. So I really, really enjoyed seeing everyone I was with, like, pray for somebody for yeah. the first time or like speak in public yeah. for the first time. And I was like, I think this is cool because I get to talk to those people about what they just did. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel better, a lot better about that than I did about going into the, the village praying for people because like that's cool for what we're doing but that's not real for who we are because you're not going to do that in america you're not going to go door knocking wow, in america yeah, wow so like let's work on your skills that's what i'm more interested in um than i don't know oh that's i know that's, uh, like just give the money to a minister that's a good point know. a point to that i mean and i don't know if it's a counterpoint it's kind of agreeing but like sometimes like yes i can me and five people can go on a mission trip and build a water well, and that's going to help the immediate needs of community. Like that's a, that's a real thing. But just in the same way, somebody in my group might speak on a stage for the first time. Somebody might, like you said, pray for somebody for the first time. And they can take those skills back to America, can speak to somebody that they were afraid to before because they're confident in their faith because they've done. I remember when I went to Kansas city, the only mission trip I've actually been on uh, was in Kansas city. And I, basically got thrusted into leadership because there was like five five males and there were like 20 females on this whole trip like it was it was mostly high schoolers so basically i was basically told yeah you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to take the reins here like you're you're a man do it and i did and i spoke in front of a crowd for the first time it was a small crowd but it was like it gave me the confidence to like be able to speak in front of people to speak to people on the street like if i feel the holy spirit tell me that i'm supposed to talk to somebody i have the confidence because of that trip that's where it all started so, I mean, 
missions are for the people you're going to minister to, but it can very much be a game changer for the people who go as well. Yeah, well, I I just like I think that maybe that needs to be how we talk about it. Like if we're going to talk about right. it, like don't like act like the whole trip is to go save all of these people because in the reality of it, it's basically like a training session. Like it's like a $4,000 training session. You know what I mean? So like maybe if we put more emphasis on the like, you know, street ministry and that type of stuff and then like just gave that money to people that are like over there, you know what I mean? Like breaking bread with them every single day of the year on Christmas, on Thanksgiving. Like, would you be willing to go to Africa on Thanksgiving? No, but there's people over there doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then there's, there's the live in missionaries and then there are people who are crusade evangelists like that will go to these countries and speak to large crowds that have never heard the name of Jesus before. And I think there's value in every type of mission trip. Um, if it's done right. Which then goes all the way back to, do they need to hear the word of Jesus? Um, I remember the first time hearing it. Like I, I remember it was like doctors or dentists without borders where they're just going to go fix people's teeth. And yeah. like, that was it. It, it, was, it wasn't like Jesus stuff. It was just like, we just want to get, make sure they have better teeth so they can grow up and have teeth. I know that was well, Sarah, Sarah, my wife went on a mission trip to Brazil uh, with ORU and like she was an engineer and like, like they were asking engineers to go because they were trying to figure out how to basically build a machine. I I think it was to produce a machine that will um, more efficiently like produce some of their um, like nuts that they were producing in the country that was really prevalent. I don't remember what all it was. She could tell you all about it, but like even meeting a practical need, like even in like that is that is so practical and those people won't forget that. Um, yeah. It, it all like, has value. Yeah. I, yeah. The practical stuff is like, I, I mean, it, that like that just gets down to the hierarchy of needs, right? Like you can't lead somebody to Christ if they're hungry. You just can't. Right. Like somebody's right. stomach is growling. They're not going to listen to your message. Don't um, tell me that, that God like, loves me if I'm dehydrated and about to die from thirst. Yeah. That's like the weirdest part. Like we're in Zimbabwe and like, you know, there's like the nice part of Harare, which is like a normal town. You know, you've got white people there. You've got black business people there. Like it's, it felt like an American city. We would drove two blocks and like, we are in this town and this guy was telling me like the girls, like literally don't have a choice, but to be like prostitutes, because if not, they will not eat. Like if they do not start having sex with men and selling their bodies, they will not eat food. And it's like, how are we going to come over here, <laughs> like playing volleyball, like praying with some people? And then I'm supposed to go back home thinking I changed something, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, how do we address that part of it? Like, that's the stuff that is. That's like, where you need the live in minister. That's exactly, where you need the people like, that's going to stay there and I'd build even, the church. I'd even say that. Machine gun preacher. <laughs> Velocipastor. Yes. Um, But I, I even on the flip end of that. And maybe just agree with whatever because you're bringing them something they need and want. It's not even like yeah. they mm -hmm. might like, yeah, they're hungry for the word, but they're also like you also gave them the best food they might have had in a while. And this also goes into another thing. Like they're third world countries, but they're also not like stupid. Like I, I almost feel like sometimes a narrative that we talk about other countries is just like pity. You know, it's just like the sad, sad little whatever country. And it's just like, dude, they're living life. They have different issues but they also have different joys. And it's just like, we're not like, let's not treat them. Like, let's not treat them they're like not lesser. They're not animals. They're not lesser. Mm -hmm. And that, I mm -hmm. think that's another mm -hmm. narrative thing. It's just like, like, let's stop pitying them because like they're, they're in a different country. 
it's they they might they may not care about any of the things we have here they and they don't need to you know yeah it's it's yeah this went crazy this went a lot of ways i did not expect that was that was great guys look at this yeah. smaller cast kept it organic yeah which literally that rabbit trail we just went on down it yeah, I wanted to talk about sock and boppers and easy bake ovens, and we got into we got to mission trips and you know the and saving people. So there we go, sock and boppers leading people to Christ. But I'm gonna take a moment to do some uh, production based stuff, and that yeah, um, if you like the format of this episode, I'm not ending it quite yet, but if you like the format, uh, something for longtime faithful listeners, you know the six of you that I know always will, and then all people uh if you if you're in the if you think you're in the six you're in the six don't you worry about it don't ask me um but um something we're gonna try to do is we still love the momentum pod we still have a big group and that's not gonna go away necessarily uh we're still gonna try at least once a month to get together and have a big episode with everybody that can and do it we'll try to keep that on a normal schedule because I still think that's fun it'll simulate what you've been listening to we have a couple segments and then we talk about a big topic um, and of course, if it goes great like this, we'll do it. Um, but one thing I wanted to do, because my heart has always been, let's get more content out for y'all, do more, but also it, it helps build us stronger because it's something that, you know, helped me grant Darian. It's awesome. But what if we had this? At, at the end of the day, and we, you've seen in the last few episodes and a couple times, is these smaller ones work a little better. It's easier for us to talk, less pressure, da da da. So we're going to try this and get a little bit more of these smaller episodes for y'all, or at least a smaller cast episode. It wasn't intended to be this episode, but it just happened and it worked really well. So if you like this, we might have more like this down the pipeline. Uh, look up a change in schedule. So if you see that, you know, we're uploading differently or uh, it'll still try to be Mondays, but we'll try to take like a week or two off every now and then, you know, that's why. So I hope you all enjoy it as something we're looking towards as we rebuild and we do a new after 20 episodes let's let's see what happens this next 20 maybe i can get dave to make me that new intro for the new format we're going to go to so it's an exciting time now i will be trying to episode though um thanks so much for listening to the casually spiritual podcast thank you so much for listening to the momentum pod <laughs> brought to you by the casually spiritual network um it's a good time you know we're changing some things with chili chat casually spiritual is happening you you know the whole spiel uh grant why should though they review and share uh the momentum pod um i'd like to think you know we're doing this for a purpose i hope it's edifying and i hope you know maybe people i'm not gonna say you're gonna learn something it's not like that great but like if you learn something it's cool if you have a good time if you have a laugh that's why we do it so yeah please like share subscribe do whatever you guys gotta do and help us out yep thank you for the team that ever helped put this together Thank you, YouTube cast members, for being here. Thanks for listening. Please share and like. Um, it really inspires us just to get a few more listens than normal happen. So uh, we're going to get out of here. Great episode. Maybe I'll see you again in a week or two. But for now, my name's Alec. I'm Darian. And I'm Grant. Take care, everyone. See you next time. <laughs>